This podcast is brought to you by Ideate and Execute. Do you want to drive innovation in your organization, futurize your enterprise, ideate massively valuable new products, or execute them to market? Then contact us today at ideateandexecute.com and get started. Why listen to the past when you can listen to the future? future. future. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Think Future Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Kalabukas, and once again, we're coming at you live from deep, deep, deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California, the innovation capital of the world. We're talking innovation, startups, the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. Show number 99, yep, another palindromic show number. Uh, made it all the way to 99 shows, so uh, the next one I'm sure is going to be a doozy. you got to think of something special for that. So I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I've s- modified the schedule a bit. Now you get two, count them, two shows a week, Monday and Friday. So uh, I'm going to try and maintain that schedule because, I mean, prior to this, I was trying to do a show every day, and it was just too grueling. There was just so much work. I felt so under pressure to generate stuff and... Now I feel like I have some time to actually think about things before I actually create them. So this is uh, hopefully the quality, if not the quantity, of the shows will increase. So today I want to talk a little bit about the three things you need. Three things you absolutely must have in order to have a successful startup. Three things. Now, I've talked to people who uh, work in corporate jobs, and they're itching. A lot of people are itching to start their own startup, despite the fact that things we're we're seeing some things which presage a an upcoming recession. Possibly, it doesn't really matter because people are still interested in building their own businesses, no matter what, whether the times are lean or the times are good. Sometimes when the times are lean, people get let go and they want to build their own businesses. They say, well, this is an excuse for me to finally actually go out there and do my own thing. Other times it's just they're bored of their day job and they they go, you know what? I'm tired of this. I really want to go out there and do my own thing. I want to do my own thing. So they, they set up a little bit of a runway. Maybe they save some money. Maybe one of the spouse works as one of the one doesn't. And they leap into whatever they're doing, whether it's writing a book or doing a startup, or entrepreneur, franchise, whatever. Now, of course, this is very scary. It's very scary because you don't really have, you feel like you don't have <clears throat> a foundation. When you have a corporate job, you figure, oh, I have health care, I have people I go to work with every day, I have a commute, I have a routine, everything's a regular, regular thing. But when you have a startup, when you have a a small business, when you're an entrepreneur, it's all you. It's all down to you. You have to take on every role. You have to take on the role of the salesperson. You have to go out on sales calls. You have to connect with people and you have to talk to people and you have to tell them about what you're doing. 
You have to be the accountant. You have to sit down and do the books and figure out how much I'm spending, how much I'm making. You have to be the person who does the actual work, no matter what it is, whether it's consulting or you're building something or or you're, or you're writing something. You have to do the actual work. So as an entrepreneur, you have to wear many hats. You have to do all these different things. And in addition to those hats, you have to have three key things. Otherwise, your your business will not be successful. I mean, the thing is, this is not rocket science. It has been said over and over and over again what you need in order to have a successful business. And I think the reason why businesses fail, the reason why 80% of businesses fail, is that despite the fact that there is so much evidence that these are the things you absolutely must have in order for a business to be successful, the founders of the business are still blind to the fact that the that they don't have these three things, that all these three things do not exist. Because they sometimes they're blinded by the idea. The idea is so powerful in their heads that they can't think why anybody would want it. Let me go into the list. First of all, now this is this is an easy one. It's passion, right? You must have a passion for what you want to do. You must love what you are doing. Because you're going to be doing this for long, long hours. You're going to be waking up in the middle of the night, tossing and turning. You're not going to be able to sleep because you you love doing this so much that you just pour yourself into it. You enjoy it. Now, many people do this. They just they just say, oh, here's my, this is my passion. I'm doing this job that I don't want to do. And so I'm going to quit and I'm going to do this other thing because this is my passion. They're sick and tired of the grunt work that they do day in, day out. Now, passion is the first thing that people think of when they think about doing a startup. Finally, I'm going to be doing what I love to do. This is great because it drives you forward if and when the times are tough. Now, the second thing you need and this is what some people forget. We're starting to get into the areas that people may be blind to, is skill. Can you do the thing you want to do? Are you good at the thing you want to do? Like, think of it this way. I mean, if you have been doing A for 15, 20 years of your business life, but then you say to yourself, you know what? I really love B. I really want to get into B. I really want to do B. But I've never really done B for that long. I'm not that experienced at B. But I love B. I enjoy B. You might have a tough time getting people to actually pay you to do B. Right? Let's say you're a, I don't know, let's say you're an accountant but you love to draw, right? So you've spent 15 years being an accountant, and now you're going, you know what, I'm going to go draw, and I'm going to sell my drawings, and I'm going to make enough money to cover my salary that I did when I was accountant. And you may have dabbled in drawing, but you haven't spent 15 years honing your art. You haven't spent 15 years talking to people about your art. You haven't established yourself as an artist. So not only don't you ha- you may not have the full skill, you may not have sort of the awareness out in the community that you are a decent artist at all. So do you have the skill and do you have the awareness in the community 
that people know that you're an artist now and your art is damn good. They may not know that. So you have to build time, spend time building that up. So ideally, before you even leave your day job, those 17 years that you were an accountant, you should have been drawing and sketching and, and, and doing things at the same time. So you have, if you have been doing them at the same time, you have been building that skill, now all you need to do is continue to find that skill. So it's almost like leading a double life. Here's my day job where I'm an accountant doing boring things, and here's my side hustle where I'm drawing and selling drawings. I think this is what happened to Hugh McLeod, you know, the, guy, the gaping void guy, famous guy. He was doing that on the site, and he got discovered for his drawings. So skill. You have to have the skill to do what you need to do. And if you don't have the skill, you either learn the skill, which is easy enough to do nowadays, or you hire somebody or bring a partner in who has that skill. So, for example, if you're developing a website or you're developing an app, either hire somebody that has that skill, go to Geekstrivers, a place like that, or learn how to build an app. Or hire somebody else or bring a partner in who can be your CTO, who can do that development for you. Number three, the final one, and this is what everybody talks about, demand. Without demand, you've got nothing. This is the number one reason why startups fail. If you ever read any articles about why startups fail, is that no one really wants or needs what you're selling. Now, I did a show on this before. I did a couple of blog posts on this. The famous haircut, pie, and cupcakes episode. You have to have a defined market to go after. It doesn't really matter who that market is, as long as they are willing to pay for the product that you're building. And before you go all in, you need to test. Spend a little Spend a little time trying to figure out if anyone really wants what you're going to be selling. Set up a little site to capture demand. Create a splash page which describes your product. Get people to sign up for it. There's LaunchRock. There's Strikingly. There's a bunch of different sites. You can use WordPress. Set it up. Spend a little money to drive traffic to it. Where AdWords, Facebook, or something. Get people to sign up for it. If no one does and no one spreads the word, then you have to wonder is now not the time. Now, and a lot of people are like, what? what are you talking about? Chris, if I do that, then my idea will be revealed to the world. And someone will steal it. Well, once it's revealed to the world, someone's going to steal it anyway, if it's good enough. But the fact of the matter is, is that if you don't want to fail almost immediately because there's no demand, I mean, there's plenty of startups who they, you know, they come up with a great idea, they don't do enough testing, they, they spend the money, they launch the product, they raise the money, they spend the money, they launch the product, they get it out there, it stumbles along, or there's this huge initial burst when it hits the media and everyone goes, oh yeah, that's an interesting idea, but then over time it sort of like dwindles to nothing because people realize, huh, do I really need to spend this money for this? Can I do it myself? Is this really something I want? I mean, this is what happened to Homejoy, this is what happens to a lot of startups. The demand disappears. Number one thing. People must need what you're selling, and you must be able to sell that thing for more than you paid for it. Otherwise, it's a hobby, it's a charity, it won't sustain you. And ideally, what you want to do is create something that will pay for itself when you're not working. Like That's, a, that's the problem with consulting gigs. So consulting gigs are great. So you go out there, you, get, you do some work, you get paid. But only if you work do you get paid. 
right? You need to, the best way to do it is, you know, something Robert Kiyosaki has said for the longest time, rich dad, poor dad, you need to find a business that pays you even when you're not working at it. Like writing a book. That's that's the simplest one I can think of. Is that you write a book, you may spend months writing a book, right? Then you get that book on Amazon, or you get that book on CreateSpace, or you get that book wherever you get it, and then you sell it. And you could be sitting in Hawaii, lounging on a chair, and the sales are rolling in. You have to disconnect what you're selling from your time. Once you disconnect what you're selling from your time, then you don't have to focus your time on what you're selling. Now, that's an extra bonus thing, but it's got nothing to do with whether your startup's going to fail or not. Even if you work at it, it doesn't have to be connected to what you're selling. But the fact of the matter is, you need passion, you need the skill, and you need the demand, and the demand is the much is the most important thing if you do not have the demand. So let's say you've already started a startup, you're ru- you're running along and you're starting to have trouble, you're starting to have trouble getting traction. And why do you have trouble getting traction? Probably cuz the demand isn't where you thought it was going to be. So what do you do? Do you spend tons of money trying to build that demand, trying to convince people to buy your product even if there's no demand for it? No. What you do is you look at what your customers are asking for. You look at your statistics. You look at your feedback. You look at your your emails. You look at your Zendesk. You look at whatever you're looking at. Whichever way you collect customer feedback, you look at it and you go, wait a second. We might need to pivot. And the other thing about pivoting is do not be afraid to do something completely different from what your original vision is. And then you're thinking to yourself, but 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 Chris, the whole point of me doing this business was to work on my passion project. Well, think about it again. Is the point of this business to work on your passion project? So it's a hobby, which is great because then it's just a hobby and you don't have to worry about money. Or is the point of this business to make money? If you take your passion project, if you put it out there and people look at it and they say, oh, that's interesting, but you know what? What if you did this? Then I would really buy it. If you ever hear something like that, then, and you're interested in making this startup viable and you want it to continue and you want to make money off it, then pivot, damn you, pivot. Don't be afraid to pivot. Even if it comes away from your passion, because think of it this way. Let's say that you have to step away from your passion to pivot. You have to do something completely different. So you pivot. Suddenly you pivot. Your customers are think you're amazing. Money starts rolling in. You're flush. Once you're flush, once you have that foundation of cash, once you have a successful startup, then you can turn around and say, okay, now I can work on my passion project. Once you have the money, once you have that one success under your belt, feel free to do something else. That's it for me for today. See you next time. And until then, don't forget to think Future. Future. Future.